Hello, I'm Leslie Garfield-Tenzer, and this is Lord of Fact. Today we are talking about torts. First, a few disclaimers. Disclaimer 1. This is just an overview. You are always responsible for understanding the case law that supports any rule of law. Disclaimer number 2. Always remember you take the professor, not the course. So if by some chance you are listening to this and I am not your professor, keep in mind that I may emphasize and even include, or not include, areas of the law that are different from your professor. Today we are talking about the duty aspect of negligence. Negligence is a tort, just like battery and assault. And just like battery and assault, negligence has elements. There are four elements to negligence, duty, breach, causation, harm. We may have spent a little more time on negligence than, say, battery or false imprisonment, but you should think of it in the same way as just those four elements. Every person owes a duty of reasonable care to another. The duty owed is one that a reasonable person under the circumstances would owe. This is an objective standard. In other words, we are all held to the same standard of a reasonable person under the circumstances. A jury decides what a reasonable person would do, but there are certain measures that help to determine what that reasonable person's standard is. The baseline standard is the BPL standard, where the burden of avoiding the harm is less than the probability of harm times the liability of harm a person is said to have a duty. So, for example, a court held that the burden of a barge company to keep someone on the barge more than eight hours a day to avoid a boat from sinking was less than the probability of the boat sinking times the cost of a sinking boat and all of its contents. So the barge company had a duty. In contrast, the burden of a car company to build a car that will always protect someone from any crash is much higher than the probability of getting into a crash times the liability of harm. So we do not impose on car companies a burden to produce a completely crashless car. So BPL is a good way to measure when one has a duty. It is, as Justice Tan wrote in Carol Towing, an algebraic equation for measuring a base level. To put this in further context, when a plaintiff sues for negligence, the plaintiff must demonstrate that the defendant breached her duty. How does the court define what the duty owed should be? It can measure whether the burden of avoiding the harm plaintiff suffered is less than the probability that the particular harm would happen times the liability, the amount of harm that could result from the defendant failing to take on the burden. As I said, BPL is one way to measure duty. But there are other ways to measure a duty. Professionals are held to the same standard of care, duty, as other professionals in their industry. This, too, is an objective standard. So a pilot is held to the standard of a reasonable pilot. But if a professional holds themselves out as having a specialty, then he or she is held to the same standard as a reasonable specialist in the profession. For example, if an eye doctor holds herself out as a LASIK eye surgeon, she is held to the same standard as LASIK eye surgeons, not just eye doctors. Custom can create a standard of care. Custom in an industry is evidence that the burden of undertaking the custom is not too high. For example, it is the custom to replace glass with shatterproof glass in an apartment bathrooms. That custom is evidence of what a reasonable landlord would do under the circumstances. Rule of law can also set a duty. If a court has handed down a rule, that rule can define a duty. 
And this makes sense because case law is precedent and we are all bound by the precedent. If, as a matter of law, a court rules that the defendant's failure to get out of a car with an obstructed view of a railway station is a breach of a duty, then arguably that rule becomes a standard of care. But keep in mind that these are rules that can change, and as the court ruled when considering the duty with respect to crossing railroad tracks, the existence of a duty to stop depends on the circumstances. Finally, a criminal statute can create a duty. Again, this makes sense since one can understand that the legislature adopted the statute to prevent some type of potential harm. Think of statutes enacted that make it a crime to text and drive. The legislature saw that texting while driving was potentially dangerous and in an effort to stop that sort of conduct imposed a penalty for texting while driving. So where one violates a statute, he or she breaches their duty to obey the law. In order for violation of a statute to constitute negligence, the plaintiff must show that the statute is designed to prevent the harm that was caused by the defendant's conduct and that the plaintiff is in the class of persons sought to be protected by the harm. A defendant bar owner was negligent when a customer hit plaintiff in a barroom brawl since he violated a statute that made it a crime to serve alcohol to intoxicated persons. The purpose of the statute was to prohibit rough behavior that can come from intoxication. Here, the plaintiff was in the class of persons to be protected, persons who would be on the receiving end of a punch, and the statute was designed to protect the type of harm caused, a barroom brawl. Thus, the defendant was responsible. However, consider the following. A state statute required railroads to maintain fences around their property to keep livestock out and to prevent livestock from running across train tracks and getting killed. Defendant railroad company failed to maintain the fence to keep the livestock out. Plaintiff was driving and was injured when he hit livestock that had traveled on the road because the railroad company's failure to provide a fence. Plaintiff sued the railroad company for negligent maintenance of the fence. However, the court found that the plaintiff was not in the class of people that the statute was designed to protect. The statute was designed to protect livestock owners, so the plaintiff could not use the violation of a statute to prove the duty. And here it is necessary to make two very important observations. First, if a plaintiff cannot prove the standard of care through violation of a statute or through rule of law or professional duty, then the plaintiff can still evaluate standard of care through BPL. In other words, if you see a statute and you evaluate whether a standard of care is created through that statute and you find that, say, one of the prongs is not satisfied, that doesn't mean there's no duty. Look at whether a duty could be created through BPL analysis. Second, with respect to the violation of a statute, it is important to understand the value of proving that the defendant violated the statute. Jurisdictions treat evidence of violation of a statute differently. Some jurisdictions hold that violation of a statute is negligence per se, meaning it is negligence in itself and that the defendant has no defense. Some jurisdictions say that violation of a statute creates a rebuttable presumption of negligence, meaning that if the plaintiff can show the defendant violated the statute, the defendant is presumed negligent but can raise a defense. This is what happened in the Zini case, where the plaintiff, who defendant was showing was negligent for contributory negligence purposes, was walking on a snowy street instead of a sidewalk, which was against a state statute. Defendant was able to show that the plaintiff was negligent. But then the plaintiff, or actually the plaintiff's estate, was able to rebut this to show she had a reasonable defense to her negligence. And finally, violation of a statute can be used merely as evidence of negligence, something that the jury can weigh when deciding whether the defendant is negligent or not.
So after you consider whether the defendant has violated the statute, the statute is designed to prevent the harm that was caused by the defendant's conduct and that the plaintiff is in the class of persons sought to be protected by the harm, you should consider the weight of the proof of this evidence. So that's duty. Remember, the duty is the standard of care owed by one person to another. It is a reasonable person standard. It can be measured by assessing the BPL or it can be found through professional standards, custom, rule of law, violation of a statute, or other societal measures. On an exam, if faced with a negligence question, first assess the duty. Keep in mind that if you can't prove duty through one of the defined standards, you can always resort to BPL. So that's duty. In the next podcast, we will talk about causation. Hope this was helpful. See you next time on Law to Fact.